Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session with Jamila. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Jamila's <laughs> not sick and tired of me yet, thankfully. Um, <laughs> and I'm really appreciative of Jamila coming on again and, um, you know, giving her us her wisdom. Hello, Jamila. Welcome back. Hey. How are you all doing? <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you. Nice to see your face. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring Jamila back, not only because I love talking to her on this, and I know all of you love her too. We love your face. We love your energy. We love your your, your laugh, your giggle. I know a lot of people are like, I love her giggle. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I recently had an incident, uh, a very typical INFG incident that I dealt with. And I was like, you know what? This is so typical. And I have this pattern of behavior that I always follow. I always end up doing the same thing with these people who cross my boundary. And I always end up dealing with the same kind of situation because I don't deal with it properly. I basically just run away um, instead of actually having a conversation, actually telling the person, I'm sorry, but I didn't like what you did. Can you not do that again? You know, it's such a simple thing to say right now. <laughs> but when it actually comes to it, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, can I say it? What if, you know, I'm a terrible person. I can't believe I, I'm so picky, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of like started ruminating in my head and I don't actually say it out loud. But recently, this person did step over my boundary and um, instead of running away, which is usually what I would be like, okay, I'm just going to block this person. I'm going to pretend like they don't exist. If, that, if I see them on the street, I'm going to go in the other direction. You know, <laughs> I'm going to put on a hat and pretend like I don't speak English. Um, you know, all that. <laughs> but um, wow. I wouldn't do that. And I was like, I don't want to do this again. I'm almost 40. This is not how I want to live the rest of my life. Really, if I'm 40 and I'm still doing these nonsensical things, I should be ashamed of myself. So I was like, all right, let's try a different strategy. And so I actually, you know, first of all, I actually messaged Jamila and I was like, hey, what do you think about the situation? Am I being crazy? Am I being too picky about things? You know, because also that's something I'm like, maybe I'm being like very too picky and maybe I'm just an idiot and I don't see things properly. Uh, and then Jamila confirmed that, yes, you're not being picky. You know, this is actually a problem and you're actually, you know, right to get angry about it. So I was like, all right, that's good. Because I do trust Jamila's judgment. 
she might like me as a person, but she will be objective about things. She won't be like, oh, Boom's cool. So everything that she does is cool. Uh, unlike some other people I know who who are my fans and I like that they care about me and they want to be on my side. But, you know, I know Jamila won't do that. And so, of course, I asked her for advice and she gave me such brilliant advice that I was like, oh, my, this has to be recorded for an eternity for all NFJs from now on till the end of time, until YouTube exists to, for them to watch so that we can learn from this. Um, and so I'm grateful that Jamila's, it's late for Jamila again. It's like 10 p.m. or something. Yeah, almost 10 not bad. <laughs> you wake it's up not, at five. I don't know how you do this. You're like a robot. Yeah, well, I, I wake up at 4.15, but yeah. It, oh gosh, you're crazy. So anyways, yeah. I <laughs> wanted to invite Jamila on and just, I'm gonna give the reins over to you and I'm let you know, let you tell us everything that you know about the subject. Okay, so so yeah, boom. When I heard from you and, and you described the the scenario, even I was kind of getting angry. Like, uh, no, this is not right. What's yeah. happening? Um, because I remember your question was, "Am I seeing this wrong? Is this my mm -hmm. fault? Did I bring it on myself?" Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was was an interesting, typical INFJ question. Yes. So I said, "Okay, no." No, now, so I think where I started and just correct me where I'm wrong. Um, I think where I started was first, of course, reaffirming that, you know, when you're a kind person, when you're kind, you're going to be vulnerable to people who want to take advantage of that kindness consciously or unconsciously. So, so the answer isn't stop being kind, you know, or whatever, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with being a kind person. There's nothing wrong with wanting to help because it's coming from a good place. Mm. Um, and I think um, because this person was a friend and you're very excited about the friendship and, and, you know, anytime someone becomes important or there's a new brand new shiny new person in your life and you really want to let them know that they're important to you, then being helpful, you know, jumping in, alleviating burdens, you know, that mm -hmm. that's what you want to do. <laughs> you know, <Yes>. unfortunately, <laughs> they're, they're not, not everybody is, is built to have their burdens relieved. <laughs> and, um, and everyone, and I think that's what I told you that you know, everybody has to walk through their own experiences sometimes. And so when it's been my experience that when people kind of vent about the things that they need or what they want or what's making them uncomfortable, if you sit back and let them keep talking, eventually they will either work it out for themselves what they want to do and they're just, you know, talking through it, or they will legitimately ask you specifically, hey, can you help me with this. Mm -hmm. And in which case that is a great time that that's an obvious time to say, okay, now I can jump in mm -hmm. versus assuming, oh, well, I know how to solve this problem. So I'm just going to go mm -hmm. and solve it for you, which mm -hmm. people will let you do. So yes, that's the other bad thing. People will let you do it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like someone's going to stop you and say, no, I want to have my own growth experience. <laughs> and and you get out of the way you're messing with my growth uh -huh. no one's gonna say that no mm -hmm. one's gonna say that so people people won't stop you and and mm -hmm. that that's kind of the the other unfortunate part if you offer yeah. people will take it <laughs> people will take it um so within yourself kind of learning how to hold the reins for yourself and let the whole story 
play out mm -hmm. with that individual and trust that they are smart enough and adult enough that if they need your help specifically, they will say so. Mm -hmm. um, we do have some manipulators out there, mm -hmm. in which case you really want to make them wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you really want, because because I, I have been around people who hint very heavily mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. want you to jump in. They hint very, I don't know how I'm going to solve this problem. <laughs> oh, I've been dealing with this for three days. Oh, oh my gosh. I, you know, and they're just so dramatic and, and you know, yes. and... and and you know they get the vapors and and everything, <laughs> and and they really want because I I have sat and I, I I'm terrible for doing this because I I love observing people. Yes. I have sat and just counted in my head how many minutes are they going to put on this show? Oh my gosh, they, you're so they, funny. Before they literally ask the question because I'm like, yeah, that sounds really bad. Oh gosh, that sounds. Oh my gosh how are you alive right now? Oh, you know, no. <laughs> and, and because you, you need to be adult enough mm -hmm. to ask for the help versus trying to manipulate me yes. into offering help, yeah. you know? Um, so, so yeah. So let the person ask the question, mm -hmm. even if they look like they're struggling with the concept of asking, that's a growth experience in itself. True learning how to ask, you know, mm -hmm. when you can't get something accomplished, that that's its own growth experience. So let the person ask you outright. It's going to tear you up inside. I'm just going to go ahead and give you that fair warning. It's going to tear you up inside because you're going to be like, but I know the answer, mm -hmm. but I know exactly, you know, we could get this done in five minutes. You don't have to suffer for days and days. Just, just, just let me take over for five minutes and I'm telling you the whole problem will be solved. Mm. So it's going to eat you up inside. You really, cause you really want to just, yes, mm. but <laughs> it, it never works. Mm. <laughs> it mm. never, you can give them the perfect solution. You gave that person the perfect solution mm -hmm. in the moment. Yes. And it, it literally didn't pan out. So <laughs> <laughs> It, I, I can't tell you how many times I have thought I was doing someone a favor by jumping mm. in, by solving the problem, yes. and it never worked out. There have been times where I've put money in. Oh. You know, people were, were uh, I had a really close friend of mine mm. who was talking about how she, you know, bills were running really tight. And right. you know, I think he had gone out for coffee and she was like trying to pay for her coffee with oh change. Yes. And I'm just like, what are you doing? So at, at the time I was a student, I was a grad student wow. and I was receiving, um, you know, your, your, your loan, your refund checks or whatever. And I gave her a portion of that. Oh now, mind God. you, this is even my money. I gave her a portion, right? I gave her a portion of that. Like, you know, here you go, you know, and cause in my head, mm. I'm going to help her pay a bill. There was some bill that she yes. was complaining about. I'm going to help her pay this bill. Here you go. Absolutely. You're my great friend. Mm -hmm. Um, she went out and bought carpet. Oh gosh. And she, look, look, oh no, it's even better. She bought carpet for an apartment oh that, that they God, don't own. It wasn't even for a home that they own. What? She bought carpet. Right. She bought carpet. She and well, I don't want to say too many details. I, I doubt if she'll see right. this. But either way, she she and her husband at the time they were in base housing, so it's not it's not even your oh, place. No. 
You, so you took the money that I gave you and you oh, purchased shit. carpet for a place that you can't pull the carpet back up and take it with you. Oh no. Why would you reupholster a place that's not yours? Oh my You're going to be God. leaving here in a year or two years or whatever the, you know, the, the length of time. Right. But I couldn't say anything, could I? No. <laughs> because no. as soon as I released the money, it's not mine anymore. Yes. And she made her, she made her own adult decision because it turns out she had figured out how to pay that bill that she was complaining oh my about. God. And so rather than stop me and say, oh no, I don't need it keep it wow. i'm good rather than stop me she took the money uh -huh, and she uh -huh. used it for wow whatever yeah whatever right and i'm a student and she knows i'm a student and she knows i don't have a job and she knows you know what i'm saying so that's what yes. i'm talking about <clears throat> is when you extend your kindness people are going to take it they are not going to stop you yes and when you don't think about um you know, what, what, what's really going on when you forget that you're dealing with a fellow adult or you're feeling, dealing with someone who is also as intelligent as you are, you're going to make stupid decisions like that. There are a hundred things I could have done with that money. Oh, and I, my daughter at the time was a toddler. So there's a hundred things I could have, exactly. That, now that's my stupidity. I have to take responsibility for that, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. I, I thought I was helping. I, yes. I did not assess the situation fully. I did not take into account her husband's working. She's married. She has no kids. They, they're, even if they're eating bologna and cereal for a week, they're going to make it. Yes. You know, and I'm the one that's over here, single parent student, oh, you know, still living with my parents, yes. but, <laughs> oh, no. it's awesome. but I thought I had the better idea. Wow. That, yeah. No, yeah. never yeah. again. <laughs> that was an expensive lesson, but it was a lesson. Yes. You know, um, yes. so yeah, keep in mind that you, what I have learned is that whatever story you're being told is never the whole story. Right. Um, it's, it's not every single detail. It's not every single thought. They're not lying. Yes, it's just yes. not the whole story. They're just being emotional. Right. You know, and after they vent and they go home, they'll solve the problem. Right. And it probably won't even be a topic tomorrow. And you'll be still thinking like, well, what happened? And they're like, yes. what? I paid the bill, what? You know? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. So that's why I really yeah. learn how to step back because it's expensive to you mm -hmm. and you can't, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Like, I hate yes. you right now, but you can't blame anybody. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, I think I told you kind of the best way to, to psychologically trick yourself into feeling like you, you've been helpful yes. is to be more about offering guidance, offering yeah. advice, which is free. And, you know, if they take it or leave it, you've offered it, yes. you know? Um, so identifying resources. Oh, you want to do, you, you want something? Well, here, you can go over here. This is where I've gone. Mm -hmm things are reasonably priced or, you know, this is, this is free information that I know Yes. and you've helped, mm -hmm. you have helped. Um, and whether or not they take your advice, of course, is, is up to them, yeah. but at least you've offered something versus kind of sitting and stewing and, and feeling like you've not done anything. Yes. So that's a nice free way <laughs> of, of helping without sacrificing. Yes. 
you know. Um, <clears throat> now, I think I did make the, the point that, of course, in an emergent situation mm -hmm. or, you know, something where you really do need to jump in mm -hmm. and, and kind of, you know, save the day, then yeah, yeah do that. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, situations like that, try to, you know, guidance is best, <laughs> you know, yeah. offering guidance or, um, uh, yes, yeah, some form of advice. I did mention, I think when I talked to you, I mentioned like lending for a temporary amount of time, mm -hmm. but even that can kind of bite you a little bit because like I said, when you lend, anything that you release out of your hands is literally out of your hands. Yes. So if you're going to lend, then let it be something that's not precious to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm just saying it, any, anything like it, if I lend money, then I need to prepare myself that I may not get it back. Yes. You know, and so I, if, if I know that I'm in a position where I need it back by mm -hmm. a certain date, by, you know, whatever, then I'm not going to lend it mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. invariably something is going to happen where the money's either not going to be given back at all, or it's not going to be given back on time. And, and I'm going to be in a, you know, in a certain negative situation. So rather than be upset and go through that stress, if I know that I cannot legitimately give it up, then I'm not going to do that. Instead, yes. I'll offer whatever advice I can offer, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I know that almost kind of sounds like, well, you know, you're not doing enough. But again, it's an adult yes. who needs to learn you know, we grow in adversity yeah. and we all get presented with challenges, just like you learned everything that you learned mm -hmm. through a series of challenges that you experienced in your life that nobody stepped in mm -hmm. and <laughs> took over yeah. for you. That other person needs to grow on their own as, yeah. as well. Um, I think I told you the story of the, the butterfly and the chrysalis. And I think a lot of yes. people know this story. Yes, I love where that story where yeah there was a, a butterfly struggling to get out of the chrysalis and the individual watching the butterfly struggle cut into the chrysalis to you know get them to to help help the butterfly out help it get out but the problem is the struggle was what was building its wing strength mm. and so without the struggle the wings never formed yeah. and and the butterfly never flew and it and it became you know easy prey yeah. You know, we, we grow in our struggle and, mm -hmm. and even though it's hard to watch, it's hard to watch people that we really care about struggle and strain, but it's for their good and yeah. they need those experiences because unless you're going to live their lives for them, they need, they need those experiences. Yes. Yes. Definitely. A couple of things that you did say that I really loved that I'm going to just bring up so that um, yeah. we don't forget about it is that the levels were thing like level two versus level 30. I really love that analogy. And also karma, like really, if you believe it or not, it's literally cause and effect in you know, life. It's one of the principal universal laws, you know, the, the law of cause and effect. So, you know, there might be something that they're dealing with because of something that they did in the past. And you don't know, you're kind of interfering with the general course of things. And I would love if you kind of spoke a little bit about these two topics as well. Um, so definitely the, the cause and effect. Yeah, you're right. Whenever we 
step in um, mm -hmm. and we interfere with someone else's lesson, you know, um, they don't experience the growth that they're supposed to experience. I'm thinking very specifically of a mistake that I recently made um, <laughs> where I, I stepped in with someone. And again, um, it involved money, or at least I bought a very expensive item for this person. I see. Um, and they were not at the level that they needed to be to receive the item. So, so, and, and that's really, and I'm talking about from a spiritual perspective. Now, from a physical perspective, the item I sent them was an item they knew how to use and they, yes. you know, they wanted it and they, you know, what have you. However, I'm right now, and again, this is a close friend. This is not a stranger, yes. it's a close friend. But right now I am watching them walk through a mental health journey that they probably should have been taking before I gave them the item. So the item, when I gave them the item, it prompted them to move forward. Um, they're, they're into a certain type of business and I bought them an item to help them move forward in the business. Mm -hmm. So in the excitement of having the item, they moved forward. Mm -hmm. But were they spiritually prepared to move forward? Did they have all of the pieces in place? No. And they became overwhelmed. And so now they've taken a step back right. to kind of walk the journey that they probably should have walked the entire time, in which case I never would have even been involved in purchasing items for them to begin with. That would yes. have been part of their journey as well. And yes. so I'm and so and, and when I first saw them taking the step back, I was very frustrated. I was yes. very angry because I'm like, I invested money. But <laughs> But then I realized, no, wait, this is my fault. Yes. You know, I, I introduced an extra element that I had no business introducing. Right. Um, right. It wasn't my decision to make. It wasn't, I was not called upon to be a part of whatever was going on in the moment. I just, in my own wisdom, mm -hmm. unfortunately, I just, <laughs> yes. I just added, I just added myself to the mix and basically handicapped her, you know, yeah. <laughs> rather than let her go through her own struggle, you know, so, um, so I would yeah. love to add something here, Jamila. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think you've, everyone knows about these stories of like millionaire, sorry, lottery winners who become millionaires, mm -hmm. like multi-millionaires, they get like $700 million in like a matter of a few days. And, you know, all of a sudden we hear stories about them maybe weeks or months later, even sometimes weeks later where they've lost all the money. Like mm -hmm. millions and millions of dollars came, in, came into their hands and they lost it in, in a matter of almost seconds, Absolutely. if you think about it, if you think about the general scheme of things. And it's because they just weren't ready for that amount of money, you know, psychologically, exactly. physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it was, however it happened, whatever reason it happened for, they just weren't ready for it, you know? And so really it is about you become the person first on the inside and then the money kind of appears. That's why a lot of people on the manifesting journey say, hey, you need to become that person inside. Like before you start yes. saying, I want to become a millionaire, are you ready to have that amount of money? Can you, exactly. can you work with it? Are you prepared to hold it? You know, because most people yeah. are not. So I really want yeah, to share I think, that here. Yeah, absolutely. And actually money is kind of one of the great amplifiers. Like whoever yes. you are, yes. when you get that money in your hands, it multiplies. Yes. So if you were, say, a substance abuser with mm. $700 million in your hand, Oof. you're not thinking about rehab, oh my right? Gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you are having the time of your life, you know, wow. um, or if you're 
poverty minded, like perhaps you came from an unstable situation mm -hmm. where food was never plentiful or housing was, was unstable, you're going to put all of that money on food. You're going to yes. put all of that. You're going to buy an elaborate home that you probably don't need yes, because yes. for you, you haven't worked through, you know, all of the, the scarring or, or, yeah. you know, everything that you pulled out of that experience. And, but now you have money. And so that money's just going to amplify that poverty mind and you're going to surround yourself, you know, with all of these temporary things. Yes. And yeah, like, yeah, look up and you've spent $700 million on hamburgers and, oh you know, <laughs> you know, or, or perpetual cookouts, you know, yes, yes. Um, because, because that's where your, your dysfunction is, so to speak, that's where mm -hmm. your weakness is. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Money is a great amplifier of everything that's wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You really I have to. It. You really have to ground yourself before you get a hold of any kind of yes. any, any. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Any version of prosperity. Any yes, version yes, of prosperity. Absolutely. Really absolutely. I, I love that. Ground yourself. Um, another thing I do want to say is that... Um, I've been reading this book recently and I already kind of mentioned it to you, but I just want to bring mm -hmm. it up if you don't mind. Um, yeah. It's called The Dance of Anger by Harriet Lerner. And it's, it's really one of the best books I've read about psycholo psychology and anger in a long time. Um, emotionality, basically. And uh, one of the things she mentions over and over again is about over-functioning and under-functioning. Mm -hmm. And INFJs, because a lot of the people listening are INFJs or INFPs or INTJs mostly those are the kind of group of people that yeah. listen to these videos um, most INFJs tend to be over functioners we just that's how it is we kind of 
do more than the people around us. We kind of take care of them by doing more, you know, we are like, all right, I'll cook and I'll clean and I'll do everything, all the household chores so the other person doesn't have to worry and they sit at the at their video games and they just relax and then we get resentful of course yes <laughs> and so we overfunction, and and that's what we're doing with a lot of these things where we're helping people is ever over functioning and then in re- as a result of that the other person ends up under functioning because that's how the the world works it's about balance it's not gonna be like we're gonna be over functioning and they're gonna be over functioning it's very rare that happens that way so basically what, again, you're doing is that you're allowing them to underfunction. You're going to get resentful about it, of course, but you're allowing this person to not get the lessons, not learn, not grow, not any of that. And you are actually causing it to happen. You're thinking you're helping them? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're actually hindering them. You know, become, you're becoming their crutch. You're becoming their wheelchair. And, you know, they're actually going to be like, you know, mentally and physically not challenged because of this because they'll be like well I, I'm not I don't have to do anything I'm just going to sit on my butt and not do anything and they'll watch yeah. you work like a crazy dog and burn yourself out because people do that you know that you if you allow it they're going to do it of course I would do the same thing well maybe not but you know I, I would I'm <laughs> sure I would I would try to, I don't know if I would do it anyway well, so I well, wanted no, to bring that I mean, up yeah no no you're absolutely right because um yeah when you step in and you end up burning out or in, in the case of another example with my, me when you figure out okay i'm doing too much mm-hmm. and then you want the person to pick up and take over and you want to kind of restart the lesson and be like okay let me guide let me be yes. the guide this time versus the one who took over yes they're actually very resentful they're <laughs> yes. very resentful <laughs> and, and and you would because you know and, and I think um none of us likes to be uncomfortable of none of us likes you know but but this is the way we learn because nobody's going to come out of their comfort and say wow this is really comfortable I feel like learning a new lesson <laughs> no we get pushed into these lessons yes. with our discomfort yes. so so and nobody likes it even even though it works out for us in the end nobody likes it so in the situation where you're you're you've taken over but you're like you know what i'm doing too much and you try to go back and start that person at step one they're going to be so angry with you yes um now now for someone like me i don't care if you're mad mm-hmm. but you're probably gonna care yes so so in a situation like that you really one you have to mentally prepare yourself as the yeah. person who's getting ready to start your friend over yes mentally prepare yourself that it's gonna be um, like dragging a kid to the dentist. It's, it's, mm. it's going to be tough. They're going to be angry. They're, they're, they're going to question your loyalty or your personality or whatever else. When really you're just saying, Hey, um, I probably never should have taken over. Yes. Um, and I think that's where getting brave enough to have that candid conversation, um, is, is a place where you can step in and say, Hey, look, I, I know I'm doing too much. Mm-hmm. I know that your arms and legs and your brain work yes. and, and I shouldn't have to, if you've been home all day and I've been out working, I shouldn't have to come home and cook as well. You know, you, you could do something too, you know, so like, let's kind of reset this. Um, yes. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging, but it's worth it. It's, yeah, it's such a difficult conversation for INFs just to have though I mean you're an INTJ so obviously you're like hey obviously yeah I'm going to have this conversation uh maybe maybe you're like that but for INFJs yeah. it's like literally we jump off a cliff before we have this conversation yeah. we'll be like all right 
ah, there's a cliff. I'm jumping off yeah. there rather than, you know, sitting yeah. down and being like, hey, I, I'm feeling taking advantage of, you know, I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I want yeah. this to be a little bit more of a, a balanced relationship. And so I know it's difficult and I'm saying that and I'm like much older than a lot of the energies listening. So yeah. obviously if I'm even saying it at my age, you must be like, wow, even like teenagers or people who are younger yes. as an INFJ, they must be struggling really a lot, but it really is one of those lessons that we need to learn as an INFJ. Yes, we're brilliant yeah. in so many other ways, but it's really one of our, our Achilles yeah. heels. It's like one of those things that really breaks us down. It's the reason why we don't uh, achieve more with our lives either, because we end up doing all these things for other people, taking care of their goals, taking care of them, instead of being like, okay, what do I really want to do with my life? What do I want to focus my energy on? What do I want to focus my light on? You know, all of the stuff, the gifts that I've been given as an INFJ, what do I want to use it for? You know, and yes, it's a little bit selfish uh, if you if you want to use that word, because a lot of people will be like, it's so selfish. No, it's not selfish. No, but a lot of people are going to say that to you. Get over it. You know, I've been called selfish a billion times already, like a, a trillion times. Actually, I get it in messages every single day from from trolls and from my mother. <laughs> but, <laughs> But it's something that you have to get used to, for God's sake, you know, like really, well, like no, what's I the mean, worst thing that could be, you know? Well, think about it on, on an airplane. What do they do? Yes. If a plane starts to go down, what's the first thing you're supposed to do? Yes. Put the oxygen mask on yourself exactly. and then help someone else. Yes. So if you're not self-actualized, if you're not strong, if you're not, you're, if you're not growing, then you're not going to be able to help anyone, at least not effectively. You, you might be able to help on those lower levels that you've already achieved, but you also have to keep growing and learning and, and expanding so that when the, those moments come that you could offer the guidance, you've actually had the experience to offer. Yes. But if someone tries to keep you, you know, pressed down, you're going to be ineffective. Like I said, if, if you decide I'm going to sacrifice myself and put the oxygen masks on all the kids, oh, you'll God. get one kid and then you're passing <sighs> out. And then, and then you're worth, I mean, think about it. Yes. Because yes, yeah, yeah. It, yes. Like, like if I were on a plane going down, my first instinct would be, let me put my mask on my child yes, first. Of yeah, course. I've got, I've got less than five seconds that I'm passing out. Yes. And then if she's waiting on me to do this mask, well, then we're both sunk. Let oh me get God, it first yes. so that my mind is clear because I know what to do. So then yes. I can help the person who doesn't quite know what to do, but I've yes. got to take care of myself first That's in order brilliant. to do that. Yeah. 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 I love that. I so, love that. The imagery is so clear, you know, like I know they're basically dying off, dying off yeah, uh, because they're not yeah. taking care of themselves and like people are, around them are dying as well. But if we took care of ourselves, we could literally be taking care of our entire community as well on top of taking care of ourselves, you know? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. such a brilliant I mean, way to look at it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to remind me the levels because I'm sitting here thinking like, <laughs> What did I say? <laughs> see, see, that's that's that three forty-five a.m. wisdom. Like, what? Is <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I I'm also kind of half remembering, but what I remember is, um, well, the first level is obviously that you don't help, you don't say anything, you kind of let them do their own thing, obviously. And there's yeah. also the fact that you kind of give them guidance. That's another level for sure. We've already spoken about it. But the level that I like the most is that, you know, you kind of step back and you wait for them to ask for your help. And really, yes. like, that's like something that was most important for me to hear from you is because I am actually pushing my nose into businesses of, pe of people that I have no business being in. Like, really, they need to take care of their own shit and I need to take care of my own. 
And so that was one of the most important things I had to hear is like, hey, did they ask for your help? No, then what the hell are you yeah. doing pushing yeah. your, your butt into things that are not yes. even your business? Like just step yeah. back, you know? Sorry, go on. Yeah, but even, but I think even with that, that's where I was reassuring you that, you know, you know, INFJs are more demonstrative than verbal. Yes. And so you're demonstrating your care yeah. by, by being nosy. By getting, <laughs> you're, you're, so you're not just being a, some know-it-all, yes, yes. you know, trying to save everything like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Get out of the way. <laughs> you know, you, you're not doing that. You're, yeah. you're, you're legitimately saying, I care about you. I care that you're suffering. I don't want you to go through it. You're precious to me. Mm, so mm -hmm. I want to come and help and take over if need be, but I want to alleviate your suffering. I mean, yes. so that that's, I, I imagine, that's literally the message that, so that's your justification for jumping in. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I bring it up is because that's so natural, that, yeah. that that's a natural selflessness that that people have and that's not a bad thing the right. selflessness is not bad the execution is where you mess up a little bit <laughs> uh, because because you can be helpful but yes. without taking over the whole thing right you know right. you can offer some guidance you know or you know um like i think about just me as a therapist a good therapist listens more than they talk yes you know, a good therapist, if someone is telling me their whole slew of problems in my head, I might have the perfect answer <laughs> to settle all of that, Yes. but I'm not sharing it yes. because I need to know where that other person is in their development, mm -hmm. you know, because again, I'm thinking on, you know, master's degree level solution. <laughs> Yes. And, and this person is, is still in high school, you yes. know, they're, they're still, yeah, you know, exactly. So I've got, I've got to really, I've got to hold back and mm. understand where they are. What are you asking me now? <laughs> the funny thing about keeping a poker face when you're a therapist, um, because when you know, you know, what will totally solve it. Yes. And they ask what you think is the wrong question. They ask the wrong... <laughs> you know, they could, they could be dealing with abuse and the kids aren't acting right and there's not enough food and there's not enough money but the real question is do you think I'll find a man if he finds out that I have a mental health diagnosis yes oh, no. I I have been I, I remember I worked in a psychiatric hospital I'm dealing mm -hmm. with a person who is sitting in a psychiatric hospital yes. that I'm counseling mm -hmm. their life their lives are in shambles clearly they needed to be there for safety sake yes Yes. You know, they've got kids, they've got bills, they've got all these things going on in their lives. But the yeah. thing that was important to them in the moment mm -hmm. was being able to secure a relationship. And that is important. That is definitely important, but that's where their mind was. So even though I had all kinds of answers for every other thing and all mm -hmm. kinds of resources for every other thing in their lives, their mind is on this thing. Yes. So I have to stay where they are. Oh, wow. And so I can't. I can't jump ahead of them and say, oh, forget about a man. You need this yes, for your yeah. money and you need this for your kids. And you, they won't hear me. Right. They won't hear me. And then I'll look like a know-it-all yes. who's, who's trying to take over. Yeah. But rather I have to be like, okay, well then let's talk about what are your concerns mm -hmm. when it mm -hmm. comes to dating? You're, are, you, are you concerned about people, how people perceive you? Will they see the real you? Will they, you know, do you divulge? 
your mental health diagnosis? When do you divulge it? You know, are there, do you have triggers that maybe people should be aware of without telling them about the diagnosis? Like I, I would, I have to, I have to help them fill in the cracks for where they are. Wow. And then once they get those answers or once they're able to process and come up with a plan that they're okay with, then we can talk about the kids. Then we can talk about, you know, so, yes. so you gotta, you gotta go with where they are, you yeah. know, versus where you wish they were, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah. And, and so that's, yeah, that, and that's how you have to treat people. Just yeah. meet them where they are. It's, it's, it's frustrating, but it's easier. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's such a good to, point that you yeah. make because I think I actually I've shared the story before where you know I was handed the book by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, when I was 21 years old. Someone gave it to me, and I read it, and it was literally like it was re re written in Turkish. I had no idea. I was like, mm -hmm. "What is this person even talking about?" I have no idea. It's obviously a sham. I'm never gonna listen, listen to anything he says again. You know, like all of that stuff came up. Obviously, I was a really egotistical 20. I'm still egotistical, but I was way, way worse when I was back then. Okay. Um, and then I was handed the book again when I was 31, 32 years old. And I read it and I was like, wow, my mind, my mind was completely blown. Yes. I'm like, this is the best thing in the world. I can't believe I didn't understand it before. You know, this is brilliant. I'm going to give it to everyone. I was talking about it for days on end. Um, and so literally it is that, you know, I was not ready to listen to the master here or even bring it into myself at 21 but I was at 32 or whatever age that was and mm. it took 10 or 12 years to get there yeah so if someone was like hey I've given you this book did you do something with it and I do the same thing as well with some people I'm like I gave you this advice have you done anything with it and we get angry as right. IMGs but like hey you planted the seed maybe it's going somewhere maybe it's not but maybe they're not ready yeah. for it you know maybe they're just yeah. just a baby right now in that regard and they need to grow up so allow yeah. them that time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've done the same thing. Like I will read something. I, um, I, I'm constantly reading the Bible because I, yes. I think, well, because I grew up that way. So what I understood at age 10, yeah. you know, I understood more at age 20 and I understood at age 30, age 40. So it's like every, yes. every five or 10 years, I'll go back and read and it'll mean something completely different now mm -hmm. that I've got certain life experiences behind me now mm. now now it makes more sense because you know so because as a 10 year old you know i was black and white like why yes. would you lie to people and then <laughs> as i got older it's like ah okay <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my gosh i love it that's so, really so yeah also yeah, the bible yeah. speaks a lot in in anal analogies and in mm. epithets and like really like mm -hmm. it doesn't directly give you the answer says this is how you should live your life no it's like it gives it to you in like different different ways of doing like everyone could interpret it in a different manner and that's exactly. literally the essential teaching is that hey everyone's going to look at a flower and see a different thing they're going to see a different yes. color they're going to see a different flower they're going to see a different interpretation so really no. there's no one black and white way of thinking exactly. and one black and white way of looking at the world. And that's why I love all religious texts. Not only, of course, I love the Bible, but also I love the Gita. I love, you know, mm -hmm. the Quran even like has such mm -hmm. brilliance in it, you know, because it's really literally about opening your mind up and saying, okay, I don't know anything. <laughs> really, yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> and, uh, and God is trying to help me, but really my mind is so closed off with all of this garbage in it that sometimes I can't even see straight, you know? Yeah. So it literally is, a, like you said, reading it over and over again to yeah. get the lesson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, this is why we, um, and, and I know we all hate this. This is why we never get the whole plan. This is why we yes. only get one step at a time Yes. in yes, our lives. Exactly. I, you know, I would love to see the ending. <laughs> like, okay, I know, I know what I want to do. Just yeah. shoot me to the ending. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. step one, yes. Yes. <laughs> calm down. Step two, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that, oh my gosh. God, God knows us better than anyone that we, yes. we, he knows exactly where we are. Okay, step yes. one, yes. very tiny, tiny step. And, and we struggle so much with step one, really we should understand <laughs> that we're not ready for whatever step number 987 is. Yes. We can't handle step one yet. Yes. So, so yeah. yeah. I would like to add something here. And this is something that I have many arguments with friends and families about. Um, and of course, I'm not saying that I'm an expert in this, but I really do believe for myself in my life, mm -hmm. it has been the case that God has only given me things I can handle. Like in the moment, yes. he doesn't ever give me more than I can handle. It seems like it's too much. And I'm like, God, what are you doing to me? Do you hate me? Uh, but really, like he really, like, and looking back in hindsight, I'm like, wow, that was the perfect lesson, the perfect time and my perfect level really couldn't have been better than that, of course, because it's the universe. Like, you know, it's brilliant, much more mm -hmm. brilliant than we are, billion times more. And so I, you know, I have arguments with people because they're like, no, that's not true. There are a lot of people suffering on the planet right now and they're definitely given more than they can handle. And you know, this is false. And you know, basically you're kind of perpetuating the idea of people deserve what they get and all that stuff, which is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying people deserve what no. they get, but it's just that we're given lessons in the level yeah. that we're, it's appropriate for us. Um, what do you say about that? I know it's a random topic well, to add to this, but. No, 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 actually, actually it's right on point and it adds in because see, the thing is we're, uh, we tend to romanticize other people. We tend to mm. come up with two or three descriptors of that person and we feel like we know them, Yes. right? Yes, yes. So when, uh, so when we say people are suffering, people is too yes. much. But okay, we'll take it off of that global generalization and bring it down to the individual. Yes. What is this individual's suffering? Mm -hmm. What are they dealing with? And then what, and, and of course we will never know as outsiders, how does it, how is that particular experience relevant for that person's growth? Mm -hmm. And so if you really bring it down to the individual and, and, uh, then it whatever they're dealing with and whatever their perception is of what they're dealing with it is tailor-made for them mm -hmm. but us on the outside we see things in these generalizations and so we assume that how we feel is how they feel yes and how yes. we see it is how they see it right. and that's not the case and so then it's easy to get into these arguments and to defend people we don't even know they're abstract yeah. you know based on our perception and how we think they should feel and how we think they should take it but really when you look at each individual's experience it is tailor-made mm -hmm. for that individual just like yours were tailor-made for you and if someone were to come along and tell you oh you shouldn't have had to deal with that then your answer would be like but no but it was perfect because had I not dealt with this, I would not have learned how to do this. I would not have gained this. I would have not have developed patience in this. I would not have developed an ability to guide someone else who's getting ready to go through this. You know, you're, you're able to break it down for your individual self and you would be offended if someone came up to you and said, oh, you never should have. Oh, no, reject it, reject it. No, absolutely not. You, yeah. you know? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that's how I see it. it yeah. 
even when things seem to be happening on a, well, they, they are happening on a global scale, but still individuals are experiencing it. And so for each individual, it means something different and it is precise to what they need to learn or know yes. for whatever's really going to happen that. next for them. Yeah. I love that. That's so brilliant. I do romanticize people and I do kind of like put them into this box and I'm like, oh, poor them and how woeful they are and how victim-like they are. And on the other end, they're like, I love this. This is awesome. Same yeah. thing if someone looked at me and the life that I lead, yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, she lives such a hard life. My mom in particular, she's like, oh my God, you don't have enough clothes. Your clothes are tearing and you know, you're living in the middle of nowhere by yourself. You're lonely. I'm like, lonely? That word hasn't even come <laughs> into my dictionary in the past like 20 years. Um, so it's really, really fascinating because we do look at other people in such a different fashion from what they actually are experiencing. So we're actually pretending like we're God, like we know everything, but we don't. We know nothing. Really. We barely know our own experience. Come on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of uh, like end this here unless you have something else that you wanted to add, Jamila, because I think this has been so brilliant that I want to end at a high note. Um, I, I really enjoyed this talk. Oh, my gosh. I hope everyone actually listens to um, a big chunk of it. So they can get something out of it because INFJ is yes. really, I know I really needed this. Oh my gosh. Uh, and again, oh, thank you so much for spending time with us. You are welcome. You're welcome. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> and if anyone is waiting, we'll actually be doing another talk. We've already decided on this, Jamila and I will be talking about narcissism and narcissistic yes. relationships. And I know a lot of you are dealing with narcissistic relationships. So if you want, you can stay tuned. Uh, yes. maybe next week or the week after, depending on how things work out, I'll be scheduling it out. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that and learn a lot from it. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh my gosh, I have so much to yeah. learn on that. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come from, and, and I tend to do this, I'm going to come yes. from a completely different angle yes. than, than probably what you've heard to, mm. to kind of give you a different idea of what narcissists are actually deal, going through when they do what they do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, because I think it'd be a more objective view and not like, oh my gosh, they're terrible and they're, they're like a bane of society and that they should be banned yeah. from the world because that's how we look at it sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. All right, they're not that bad. Yes, they can be a little bit harsh, but come on. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for, for listening, everyone, for subscribing, for being on my channel. I really appreciate it. And uh, I shall see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shakar. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.